it's it's kind of like going to see the most bizarre freak show you'd ever want to see in your life. Yeah. Why do people go to freak shows? And our Jacob is the best freak show you can get. There's gonna be you know there's gonna be shit. There's gonna be blood. There's gonna be you know rape, beaten up, whatever's going on. It's gonna be going on. I mean you know if you go see an Art Jacob show, you pretty much know what you're in for. And if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be there in the first place. <clears throat> I don't feel so good. <laughs> how delicious like they're the world's best chicken nuggets okay you don't agree i don't i've agree. never had them you've never had mcdonald's chicken i nuggets? rarely eat mcdonald's to begin with well like i said i haven't had them in 10 years but i know i've had better chicken nuggets in my life but okay i'm gonna go try them right after this are you serious no what, what? <laughs> i'll probably have them tomorrow for lunch because i don't have a lunch plan when i first started dating my girlfriend um she had told me that I thought she was just bullshitting me, yeah. but she said she had never eaten a Big Mac, uh-huh. like in her whole life. And I was like, "Come on now, like, like that's like saying you've never drinking a glass of water. Like everybody's had a Big Mac. We know mm-hmm. what a Big Mac tastes like." And she's like, "No, yeah, I've never had a Big Mac." And I was like, "Like one of our first conversations ever was like explaining to her what it's like eating a Big Mac or whatever." So I was like, "I was like, you've had a Big Carl from Carl's Jr., right?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Just think of that, like, just it's like in a smaller portion, just like an extra piece of bread in between." She goes. Yeah. That sounds fucking horrible. Like, why would anybody ever want that? And I was like, I don't know. But, like, they were the first to do it, I guess. I don't know. But Just more carbs yeah, for no reason. Yeah, just more carbs, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I just don't like McDonald's. Like, it just doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather go to Burger King or yeah, any literally any place I'd rather go to. Taco well, Bell is, like, my favorite place. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, like, Taco Bell did it right. Like, it's cheap Mexican food, and it's, like, low-grade Mexican yeah. food. But it's still fucking delicious. Late night Taco Bell is like the best food you could ever eat. And you don't even have to be drunk to enjoy it. You no. Know Remember saying? after we would get off work when we worked at Target, we would just go there and grab Taco Bell and like no, bullshit. I remember, I remember when we worked at Target and we would go to the gym right across the street and we'd go get Taco Bell. <laughs> Dude, like, that's actually like the origins of this podcast. It's like, let's go get Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the couch. Let's just watch The Walking Dead and eat Taco Bell. Like, I think at that time it was like fucking Tom Green show or fucking uh, the Tom Ali G Green show. It was like nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I don't know or the Ali G show or whatever something something around the early two thousands yeah. or whatever yeah. or mid two thousands. I want to say so. Daria, yeah, Dar, dude, dude. Daria's sick. I like Daria. She should make a comeback. Daria needs. Daria would work really well in today's climate. Yeah, 
Just saying. Bring back Daria. Hashtag bring back Daria. Yeah. So let's start that right now on Twitter. Everybody, hashtag bring back Daria. That, your next, uh, what is it, Twitter? Or what do you have? A, I have everything, dude. S- Snapchat or something? <laughs> Art and Jacob do America. Instagram. Yeah. There should just be a picture of Daria saying hashtag bring back Daria. I can get behind that. Right. Let's make that a thing. But with that said, everybody, welcome to episode 35. Fuck. Um, We're just pounding them out right now. Yeah, it's fucking just like masturbating, dude. Just, yeah. just coming out. 35. I can't start my day unless I do a podcast. 35 weeks with this? It's flying by, man. Yeah. Well, I guess when we get to 52, that's our one-year anniversary. So Really? Yeah, we're almost there. Well, we should celebrate. I was going to say let's celebrate there. number 50, but we might as well celebrate 52. 52. We'll invite Ray Lewis on there. He was 52, yeah, right? Yeah, well, 52, yeah. Yeah, Ray Lewis. We're, that, we're, spoiler alert, we're having Ray Lewis on for our 52nd episode. Okay, and also, spoiler alert, uh, on Facebook, I said that I was going to have um, uh, donate a dollar each time to um, the Autism Foundation of California on this episode, but I'm probably going to do it in the next episode because this episode is mostly about like human trafficking and Mm-hmm. women going missing so i'm going to donate it to a human trafficking foundation on this episode next episode you would make your mom so proud art yeah thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> i just want to pinch that cheek right okay. now i'm such a good guy <laughs> the one on your face though oh yeah oh, that was a good impression of if, if it is who i was thinking of right now <laughs> life's stiff life's a struggle well yeah <laughs> anyways guys uh <laughs> Thanks for downloading our show, man. Like we got um, another pro wrestler to listen to our podcast. So, oh, who? Sha- the Shockmaster? No, I wish, dude. I've been hitting that full up like right and left. <laughs> Life's a struggle. <laughs> As a man, I really like this podcast. It really emphasizes uh, the Shockmaster's health issues. <laughs> As a man living with emphysema. <laughs> oh God, oh. no. Uh, it's a British wrestler, uh, oh. Zach Sabar Jr. Shout out to Zach Sabar Jr. Yeah, he, he listened to it. Keep so. doing what you're doing, boy. Yeah. Hope you laughing dicks off. Hell yeah, brother. But anyways, with that said, everybody, please make sure you do like uh, Zach Sabar Jr. And like and subscribe to this show and share it with all your friends, family, and relatives. Because we're trying to get that free John's Burgers promotion, man. Have you talked to any promoters? No, but we missed a golden opportunity, though, to do, like, promotion for this podcast when we, when we saw Joe Rogan. I was like, dude, the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, dude, we should have made flyers because everybody around me, like, all, like, 10,000 of those, like, Trump supporters around me were talking about, like, yeah, you should totally check out this podcast. And they were just talking about podcasts the whole time. And, Where like, were you sitting? Uh, Middle, uh, like, row 10, like, in the middle or whatever. So, really quickly, not to get too far off topic, I had balcony seats, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we got there, we, um... The guy checks our ticket. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right over here. You guys are, like, almost front row. Oh, shit. And so, and so I'm like, no, we're not. Like, so I'll go with he, it. like, takes us all the way. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys are row eight. You guys are right here, like, near the stage. So I'm like, fuck. So we're, like, sitting there, like, the whole time. We're like, no one's coming to take our seats. Uh-huh. We're sitting there, and I'm, like, getting really nervous. And I'm just like, maybe we should move. Uh-huh. We're getting away <laughs> with this too long. And um, she's like, no, I'll play it cool. But like, we'll be good. We'll be good. Eventually they did kick us out and we went to the balcony, but it was oh, still like, really cool. I was just like, oh man, we could have got away with like sitting and like because Joe Rogan is a very small guy. Yeah. I think he's only like five seven or something. I think five, I tower five, over five five maybe with heels on. Oh, <laughs> he was wearing flats to that day yeah. though. Whatever he was but... wearing a what is it the pouch? Uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, what is that called? A fanny pack. Fanny pack. 
A Manny pack. I thought that was weird. Dude, he sells those on his website, dude. Really? By the way. Why? Yeah, because he was trying to make it a thing. Uh, I guess they're a thing because you can't buy them because they're sold out, dude. They're uh, le- they're all leather, too. I don't want them. Nah. That's one. That's one. Zumba, Zubas, and fanny packs are two things. Like I, I don't. I don't think Zumbas. I, yeah, they're like pants. Like they're like these baggy, like Aladdin pants, but then like they have fucking like zebra stripes on them and stuff. Like all the pro football players used to wear them back in like the early nineties and shit, dude. Okay. Google it, man. I'll post it on our Instagram. Dude. Hashtag bring back Daria. Hashtag don't bring back Zumbas. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Do not do that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, they with that said. Creatures, the monkeys, and yeah. the tadpoles that have t- magically turned into Freddie Mercury gay frogs. These are freaking gay frogs. Shot through the heart. And you're to blame, George to Soros. Shot through the heart. I don't. And you're to blame. To give love a bad name. We should do a karaoke night sometime. Dude, I've been saying that for like since like the Christmas episode. Like, just get drunk and just start singing songs or whatever. Just call it, like, I was thinking that could be, like, the St. Patrick's Day vert, um, mm. episode where we're just, like, we talk in, like, an Irish accent or, like, we talk like Conor McGregor the whole time and we just, like, break out into a song like we're Irish and shit. When, when is, it's in March, like, March 17th or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Who would be, like, the funniest drunk person we could get? I'm trying to think who the funniest drunk person. You know what? I'm probably just saying this because I saw him just a few days ago, but probably Eric. <laughs> Eric Castillo, if you're listening, talk about metal, man. <laughs> blood rituals, man. Have you ever done a blood ritual? We should talk about conspiracies with with him, just drunk. No, we don't plan anything. We just have him drunk. Um, you know, fucking. I used to live in the mountains, man. <laughs> mountains attached me, man. You, you haven't been a man until you lived in the mountains attached me, brother. Did you ever see a Bigfoot up there? Mom, mom, tell you Six. something. Saw like goddamn. Rainbow one one time, man. <laughs> Double rainbow. So goddamn rainbow Sasquatch up there, man. Talk about cowboy hat and everything. Gay Sasquatch? No, man. Just spray paint. Like, talking about going Coachella. <laughs> Burning Man. You want to go to Burning Man? Sasquatch invited me to Burning Man. Buy oh, my ticket and everything, man. I was man. like, oh, man. Got to go my glasses fixed. I'm probably I'm seeing double. Two rainbow Coachella <laughs> Sasquatches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I already, I'm excited for that episode. So I'll get a hold of. Or we can yeah, we both. both hit him up in stereo. But anyways, uh, <laughs> that's happening. Yeah, uh, fucking shit, man. So how was your week, man? It was pretty awesome. This is Valentine's Day week. Yeah, yeah. I know. I asked you last week what you're gonna do for Valentine's Day. What, what ended up well, happening, bro? Well, I was having flowers delivered, and Ooh. I didn't want to spoil that surprise, and so I was like. I honestly thought you were like gonna get married or something oh, like no, that. No, I was no. like, damn, fool, you're rushing. Too it. soon. But um, but we ain't in Russia, so bitch, why you rushing? Valentine's Day was like really nerve wracking because, so like I had that app that well, I got them on like one eight hundred one eight hundred flowers. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them if they want. Ooh, dude, um, you know what you should do next year is go through the books. It, the books. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're not sponsored by us yet. We're they're, we're not sponsored by them yet. I should say, mm-hmm. but. 
Those flowers are grown on the side of a motherfucking volcano, dude. That shit, like, can't get no more metal. Oh, they than have, that. like, healing powers and shit. Yeah. And the Eye of Sauron, like, watches over them all the time. So it's, like, it's awesome. Damn. Um, I've never heard of that. How did you even hear about the dude, books? Every every podcast literally is sponsored by them, except for us. Oh, okay. So um, shout out to the books. Yeah. Here's the reason why we should give a shout out to the books. So the flowers, <laughs> it, it gives you, like, a tracking thing of, like, where your flowers are. So, like, February 13th, your flowers have been dispatched for delivery. So I'm like, all right, right on. So I was like, all right, cool. They're definitely going to get there on, on Valentine's Day. Then, like, there's, like, out for delivery. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's, like, 10 a.m. So they're definitely going to get there, like, yeah. on on Valentine's Day. Like, she'll be at work. So then, like, 1240, it says, your package has been delivered. So I'm like, I'm on my lunch at this time. And I'm, like, texting her. And I'm like, hey, um how's work i'm just making small talk <laughs> and then she's just like works fine works busy and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> and i'm like nothing Anything. nothing nothing special going on and she's like no so i'm like all right so then like by like 3 p.m i'm like all right you should you should have gotten a package by now like according to this you've already signed and said you've received this package Son of a shot through the heart and so i'm just like man like uh you gotta go check with like security or some shit because yeah. maybe they stopped the package eventually i guess like it was put somewhere else or something oh, okay she fa- she got him eventually but i was just kind of like oh man that was like you know that was like my my surprise kind of thing and it wasn't working out the way and then i had another gift i guess i can spoil it because yeah. she has it now but that one that one i already knew was gonna come late and it was like a um, a Snow White uh, Funko okay. of a uh, Dopey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is funny because do you remember Dopey? Like, yeah. So like, there's a scene where she takes his hat off and like kisses him on the head and leaves a little like kiss mark on it. So that's the one I got, which is like the Ooh. rare one or whatever. Yeah. So like, <laughs> which she collects that? those or what? Yeah, she collects them. Oh, okay. So um. Do you remember the, what's that Russian leader, Gorgachev or whatever, the one that had a little spot on his head? Yeah, he had the state of Florida on his head, yeah. Dude, that's what it looks like, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good week, though. Pretty Saw Black Panther. Black Panther. Saw oh, Joe sick. Rogan. Yeah, Black Panther was amazing. It's Would you it's, say, because it's like got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, so um would you say it's the i mean i think that's the best rated one i think after iron man one like marvel movie would you say it's like the best one of the best marvel movies so here's the thing it's hard to rank because you look at a movie like the last door which is like fun the whole way and you can take that you can take children to go see that and they'll be laughing and everyone's like great soundtrack and everything's going on this one you go see it and it's just like you remember like you saw like the dark knight for the first time and it's like serious that's what this one's like, where it's like, this is serious, but the soundtrack is still cool, and there's yeah. still some jokes in there throughout the movie, but it's definitely, like, way more serious. Oh, okay. Like, it's it's Dark Knight quality. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what's funny about Black Panther? Like, so, I'm not going to be, like, one of those, like, hipsters that says, I was in Black Panther, into Black Panther before everybody else was in Black Panther. Not quite, I won't say that, but I kind of had, by default, had to be into Black Panther, because my guy growing up was always Batman. And yeah. so I had these older cousins that um, anytime they visited my other cousin here in town, um, they would, you know, go play and do stuff and read comics and stuff. And, like, I would want to do that with them, but I was, like, four or five years younger than them. So, like, I was, like, trying to catch up to them. 
And so they would like play X-Men or read X-Men or play the X-Men video games or whatever. And so they would always like cast me to like the worst X-Men or in their opinion, the worst X-Men. So it was always like Nightcrawler or somebody like that, which I was like cool with because like, okay, he kind of looks like a Ninja Turtle because of the two fingers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Kind of looks like Batman because he's dark or whatever. And so I know that we were reading like Marvel comics or whatever. And they're like, oh, Jacob, you can be Black Panther. No one likes Black Panther. And I was like, all right, whatever. And so, like, in the original, like, like 80s, 90s comics or whatever, he kind of looks like Batman. Yeah. And his story is kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think there actually is a, a, a book series where, like, Batman and Black Panther, like, go at it or whatever. Like, DC versus Marvel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's Batman versus Black Panther, I think. And so, anyways, I got kind of, like, really into it for, like, a short period of time. Because uh, there was a comic book store just down the street from my house. And I remember having, like, I think it was the very first graphic novel. Either the first Marvel one or the first, um, you know, one ever. I don't know. But it was Black Panther. And I remember just being really into that character. Because, you know, it was about the jungle. And I was all up into that shit. Yeah. And so, like, I really, like, like loved Black Panther growing up. So I was, like, stoked to find out, like, Black Panther was going to come out, like, right around my birthday weekend. So that's why I had it planned. Hey, let's go go grill them all and watch yeah. fucking Black Panther and shit. So. Still down for that, by the way. Oh, sick. I just wanted to see it. Oh yeah. So I'm 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 really stoked for this. Like I'm more stoked than like those like uh, people dressing up like coming to America and stuff. So. Dude, there was a dude like well there was like a few dudes in there that were like in daishikis and Yeah. It was pretty cool. Dude, I love that. Like in speaking of that, like you know how Joe I don't know if Joe Rogan had a joke about it, but he had a, definitely had a joke about that like in his podcast where I guess like all these like like, white folks are, like, getting pissed off that, like, black people are acting extra about it. And I'm like, dude, it, I think it's wonderful to see that because, like, when you go to see, like, Harry Potter, people are out there in their fucking cloaks and their wands and shit. Star Wars, people are dressing up like stormtroopers and Darth Maul and stuff. And it's just, like, it's cool to see, like, people, like, a group of people getting, like, excited for, like, a character or whatever. Especially yeah. someone I think, personally, Black Panther is a fucking badass, like, character. So I don't... How are black people acting extra about it? Well, I guess they were saying, like, why are people dressing up in daishikis and stuff or whatever? And it's just, like, so, like... It's, I guess they're they're getting pissed off or whatever that they're having something to have fun about with. I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I people. mean, 90% of the movie takes place in Africa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and... In, He's the king of an African country. Yeah, so. Wakanda. Yeah, so um, uh, maybe that's a reason why. I don't know. I just <laughs> another instance of how like we're separated as a society or whatever. But oh, I don't know. I I, I didn't get the it. criticism that those folks were talking about either. So that was why I appreciated like that Joe Rogan joke that was you know I think it was on his podcast or either in his show or whatever. What do you think? We just saw him live live what'd you think about his i really dug it i mean it was different i mean it's not like you're gonna go see chris rock or whatever and to me it was like um i could definitely tell he's very really inspired by like bill hicks because it's like a more intelligent like comedy or whatever yeah there's some jack off jokes and there's like you know you know you know fart and caca jokes or whatever too but like like it was a very trump pro-trump crowd there like i was get like me as a half white person like i was very i was starting to get anxiety because i started to see like that like oh shit someone's gonna break out the red hat now anytime and like i was starting to feel like like oh shit yeah like, when people were like whoop, 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 whoop. yeah like, and then one guy even said trump and i was yeah. just like oh fuck here we go and it was so funny and i was talking to my girlfriend about it like joe rogan did an excellent job of like throwing shade at trump yeah but at the same time like keeping it just mellow enough to where he didn't get booed on stage well okay so i thought he was i did it okay i actually thought his opening act was funnier than he was dude my girlfriend thought the same thing yeah it was way funnier but um (laughs) 
And I know that that's his guest on his newest episode of his podcast, so I got to listen yeah. to his newest episode. So um, Tony Hinchcliffe, by the way. Yeah, anybody. shout out to him. He's pretty funny. He's got a cool podcast, too. Um, Kill Tony. Okay, I'll listen to it because he was pretty funny. And we'll probably see him at the comedy store when we go there for my birthday, too. So Hopefully he's there. Yeah, he's, He is an he, L.A. native now. He is awesome. Him and Chris D'Elia, those two guys, I love them. So Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, what did you think? I know you like wrestling, so oh yes. So what do you think about that wrestling joke? <laughs> so everyone asked me this all week. So Joe Rogan had this joke about how like wrestling is gay, and then like he like went along this whole like thing about like okay, there's guys half naked and somebody's in a leather mask and they're holding each other down, wink, wink. And I was like, I've heard that joke like a million times or whatever, just with someone that doesn't like like pro wrestling or whatever. And then like he goes off on this other joke like after that about like how it's cool like gays are cool you know like which everyone could get you know or should get behind it he goes you know it's okay to be gay just like it's okay to like pro wrestling <laughs> it's just like it's just, I just thought it was genius you know and I said it like a couple episodes ago like when people make fun of like liberals and stuff because I consider myself a very liberal person but I'm not that serious about it like I can laugh at like the nuances and stuff about it like liberals sometimes we can be too serious sometimes and it's just like pro wrestling it's just like i think it's hilarious when people make fun of pro wrestling because i can see you know how someone could say like oh that shit's gay or whatever like randy yeah. orton why does he have to wrestle in his underwear and it's just like I, I i don't have an answer for you but it's your observation is hilarious because it's true so anytime anything's true like that it's just like oh, I, I i just I take the piss out of it i love it i think it's hilarious so yeah and just like Tony Hitchcliffe, because he's really into wrestling, too. And that's why he threw that joke out there, because that episode that they did of that podcast literally was like two hours before showtime. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about pro wrestling for a whole hour or whatever. So, yeah, I, I dug it. I thought. It was oh, cool. you already listened to the newest episode? Yeah. Oh, OK. I yeah. want to check it out. And they talk about like Ric Flair and The Rock and like how like uh, how those moves would translate into like a real combat or whatever. <laughs> and it was a, it was good commentary, dude. I loved it. So. All right. Yeah, so that's my Valentine's. Oh, yeah, and by the way, speaking of wrestling, if you want, check out the um, February 13th edition of SmackDown, and you'll see my fat ass on there like at least a thousand times because um, I was front row for the taping of that here in Bakersfield. So, All right. Yeah. I, speaking of tapings and live things, um, so I got like a really good deal on um, uh, Spurs versus Clippers, which Ooh. is a TNT um broadcast nice so i'm pretty excited so if you want to see me dude make a sign dude because i swear to god we made like six or seven signs and every time like i held up a sign like the camera guy would like get like right on me and be like okay do that and like i would stick out my tongue or do something crazy or like yeah. you know do like some like gang sign or whatever and i'm like all right keep doing that like i felt like i was like a part of the talent at the time yeah. so make a sign dude and the camera people will get at you man you think so it has to be mono ginobili related i'm already wearing my mono ginobili jersey for do sure it, dude for sure, I'm wearing my Dude, Ginobili. Jersey. You should like, like do like an anime Charles Barkley sing Ginobili. <laughs> Nailed it. That's yeah. what I'm going with. Dude, sick. Speaking it's- of Charles Barkley, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go, uh, go ahead. I don't have anything about Charles Barkley other than he almost got his ass kicked by Shaq. But <laughs> speaking of Charles Barkley, oh, okay, missing women. What's up with that? <laughs> so I guess this episode we're going to be talking about missing women. 14, ep- uh, 14 minutes into our fucking podcast. I'm going to get to the actual topic. But no, this one's the actual, like I was telling you before we started recording, like, dude, we, we got to like lighten it up before we start talking about it. Because this is a fucking serious ass topic. 
And I was telling you, man, like we had this like mapped out for like almost a whole week. Like, like, yeah, this is what we should do. And I was trying to do research on it. And mm-hmm. it's like the media, like almost like it seems like they don't want to cover it. Yeah. But it's like a serious fucking issue. Like you have these pockets of populations like, you know, in D.C., Juarez or El Paso or what have you. And you were saying like where else? Like in, um, in Canada and well, Ohio was one. We're going to probably leave that one out. But the other one is like the Highway of Tears going through Canada mm-hmm. into the United States. So it's in both countries. Yeah. But it's mostly like the um, <clears throat> the First Nation people of Canada. So, yeah, I mean, that's the My other people. One. Your gente. Yeah. See. Si. Senor Jacob. Or oh, see. Si. Follow, hey. the, I, si, I follow hey. the bear. <laughs> I follow the eagle. I follow the Sasquatch. <laughs> the rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow Sasquatch of Eric Castillo. But I, yeah, man. Yeah. I was telling you, yeah, I couldn't find anything all week. And I was literally like sitting at the barbershop, like stressing out, like, oh my God, I can't find anything. I'm going to sound like an idiot on the podcast. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just, like, which specific ones do you want me to look up? And finally, I was able to find some stuff on YouTube. It's really distressing because do you want to start off with the DC ones first? Um, I, let's do the, um, the Highway of Tears, then we'll go DC and then. D- Juarez is like the yeah. mecca, so we'll finish there. Okay. The so, coup de gras, if you the, will. Yeah. So right off the bat, like, um, you know, when I was looking up, like, the missing women, I told Jacob, hey, let's do mass disappearances. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's one of the ones that came up pretty frequently. And it's probably the one that's most public. Uh, it's like a public thing that they do in Canada because they'll have marchings. Like, they'll shut down the whole highway and women will like march down the highway because um on record i think it's uh 19 women like officially have been named like as missing or found dead because of the the highway of tears but it oh, can wow. go up to about 50 and so um you know like like you'll see throughout this whole podcast the uh, the lack of attention is like really distressing to to the family members of the women that have gone missing and so um, they try to they try to make it as public as they can. So the, just slapping the name on there of Highway of Tears has been like a like been a challenge for them because that's that's how it's become more public now. Now that it has a a catchy name to it, they've been trying to do that. And so, um, you know, it it's been so difficult to to find a, a a reason why all these women are going missing just because it's like some of them are hitchhikers. Um, and it's, I guess it's difficult for people to care about hitchhikers and some of them are, uh, prostitutes. And so it's difficult to care about prostitutes, which is like a really shitty reason. It's like, they're still yeah. humans, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, there's, it shouldn't be inve- not investigated because of thrown to the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, there's still a fucking killer out there. And so, and, and that's the other thing, like people don't really know if it's one killer or multiple killers or like, this is just like a place where Obviously, like the spotlight lands on truck drivers. Yeah, because truck drivers are the ones going through there. Shout out, Joe. <laughs> what's up? What's up? We gotta get him up here to see how yeah. many people he's killed. Um, <laughs> so, um, and that's been like the the red flag. A lot of people think it's truck drivers. Like they mm-hmm. pick up a hitchhiker, and they kill her. And you know, there's not another person for miles, so they could just dump the body wherever. Yeah, that's what that one movie, uh, Monster, was based off of. That one serial killer lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot her name, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll do an episode about that sometime. But yeah, I can totally see that. Like every time we drive to Vegas or whatever, 
And I remember that quote from uh, Casino, like there's so many dead bodies buried out here in this desert because there's just these mass stretches of like just nothingness. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and it's just a place between A and B. No one's going to really stop off at some of these places, you know, and go look or, you know, or want to even dwell there for more than like 30 minutes because it's just uninhabitable, you know, so. And then, of course, that most of the women are part of like the First Nation. Mm -hmm. So that's been another reason why it's been so difficult to to put a spotlight on it. And they they bring it up themselves a lot. You know, if these were white women, would would the media pay more attention to it? Yeah. And, And it's. True, it's probably true. They, there were probably way more people. There'd probably be search parties out there looking for people. I definitely see that too. And it, like for speaking as someone that you know grew up, with, you know, my father, he, he grew up on a. Um, God damn it, I can't even think. I'm sorry if I sound like cacas because I'm fucking battling like a massive cold right now. So like I'm yeah. on like probably like six different drugs right now that yeah. I shouldn't be Valium, on. Valium, yeah. nicotine, ecstasy. ecstasy. Um, but anyways, uh, my dad, he grew up in an actual um, reservation for part of his life. Uh-huh. And so, like, I, for the first part of my life, like, I, I was instilled with, like, a lot of, like, those sentiments. And, like, they were really treated, like, as second-class citizens. Like, the way we see in the media, like, you know, how Trump and Trump supporters, like, treat, like, Mexicans and stuff like that. Or think of Mexicans as bad hombres and stuff. Like, a lot of Native Americans, they're treated as, like, castaways. Like, here, we gave you this land. And good luck with everything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they've made it so hard for them to even inhabit these places. Like I said, they're uninhabitable places. Like you walk through some of these reservations and some of them don't even have the water right to the water that runs through these reservations and stuff. And so they're like even in Canada, too, like they're treated, you know, as just these castaways or whatever, like redheaded stepchildren, if you will. And it's just like I can totally see that being a thing or it's just like, well, that's your guy's problem. You have your own reservation, you know, like the government's just going to throw up their hands to it. Like you investigate that murder because you guys have your own local tribal tribal police and stuff like that. Like yeah. you guys take care of it. We're not going to take care of it. Even even uh, women in that are in a position of power like Elizabeth Warren, uh, Donald Trump made that joke where he calls her Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yeah. And it's just like. I mean, it just like shows that level of disrespect towards both women and Native Americans. <laughs> Native Americans. So, um, I don't know. That's that's been like an ongoing thing where they have to fight for every inch of, of respect, respect, and human rights. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's 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 just like finding information on these cases has been like so tedious just yeah, because there difficult. isn't anything on them. Yeah. I, I, I kind of blindsided you with this one because I kind of I don't know if you did any research on the Highway of Tears. I tr- I tried to look for it, but like you said, there's hardly anything. The only thing you can really find is just like these firsthand like YouTube accounts or yeah. whatever, like families pleading for like justice and pleading mm-hmm. for, you know, resolve. Basically, you know, I think one mom was saying, um, you know, she's not she dedicated her whole life to you know to finding her child. Um, you know, she thought, okay, you know, did she get kidnapped? Did she run away? Did you know? She, you know, human trafficking or something like that. Um, aliens, you know, like yeah. everything out there. She explored every opportunity to the point. I, where, I did see some alien linking things yeah. to it. but Even to the point where like the dad like just got so depressed, like he killed himself over mm-hmm. it. It's just like, you know what? We're not getting any help from local authorities. You know, there, we don't have enough resources of our own, you know, to go look to comb the nation, basically. And it's like they kept saying it over and over again. Was it if this was a white child, would they be looking for her? You know? Yeah. Or more, you know, with more. uh I did see this, like, it's like a mini documentary that Vice did, 
about some detective that mm-hmm. is like literally out there like going door to door asking for information about about if killers or anything like that and i guess he has caught one of the killers to one of the murders mm-hmm. but that still doesn't account for like the other like 40 that are of women that are gone missing out there and uh, and that's just because people disagree on what counts as a highway murder out there. Because like, how close of a proximity to the highway does it have to be to yeah. be a, like, um, like what you know are they missing or or that they run away? So it's a lot of it. It's very foggy. But like officially, it's probably closer to like, to to the forty range than wow. than, than anything else. So, and then that's an, I don't know if you want ready to move on to like the next one, but yeah, sure. But you know that constant of what counts as being missing, murder or a, yeah, of like being a missing person, plays a big role in like the Washington D.C. cases. Oh yeah, that one to me, like <clears throat> when I was researching that one, it was just like it's heart wrenching because it's like the the local authorities there, they don't want to really acknowledge it. You know, yeah. like there was all these like children basically you know 17 years old or whatever 16 year old you know just gone missing or whatever and you know the thing about it is too is black asian and hispanic you know uh, females just going missing and um with the majority of them being black though well yeah dc it's a predominantly uh african-american community but a lot of it you know they attributed towards you know like they were trying to like dismiss it It like oh they just ran away you know they went you know they wanted to get away from you know their home life or whatever they wanted to get away from like an abusive you know family situation or whatever so they ran away and started a new life in hoboken or whatever you know yeah and so they're they're not acknowledging that as a missing person because they think okay they've been missing for a year now they're 18 now that's not our problem Mm -hmm. and then they're like no like we the family we want to know where this person's at or whatever and so like the it's a lot of push and pull with like, the authorities and what have you. And then a lot of them too, like um, in the Latin community, I see it too, working for the government. There's a lot of distrust with, you know, reporting things to the, um, you know, to the government or whatever, or, you know, to authorities or whatever. And so like, there's a lot of that too, where they're like, well, it's actually gone down, you know, the missing persons counts, you mm-hmm. know? And it's just like, really? Not really, because, you know, you have all these people going missing, but they're not reporting it, you know, just because of that distrust with, you know, the local authorities. You know, yeah. That's why the mafia, you know, um, back in the day, you know, was a, such a big thing is because um, like in Goodfellas, when he says, you know, we just provide to, uh, people protection who can't go to the authorities. Yeah. And like in New York, you know, like um, the Italian folks were seen as, you know, basically the new black people, you know, people treated them how they treat Mexicans now, you know, yeah. in, Trump, in the Trump's uh, America or whatever. And so, like, that's why the mafia was such a big thing in New York because they pro- provided protection and um, justice, basically, street justice for their people kind yeah. of thing. And then it's just like it, this area in D.C., like, there's not really that there mm-hmm. to provide them with some kind of alternative because, like you said, if it's not a white child, they're not going to spend as much resources to look for them. <clears throat> Well, the, the how I heard about this case was almost this time last year mm-hmm. when there was, like, a big spike in missing children. And, and like, the headline came out, I think, um, um, like, like, NPR did a whole story mm-hmm. about it. And they called it, like, the 500 missing children in, in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. 500. And it was 500 missing children in the span of nine, nine years. We're talking about, like, in a span of, like, two months. Uh-huh. 500 children have gone missing. Wow. And that's how I heard about it. And I was like, 
that's an alarm. That if that headline isn't being like broadcast on like CNN, Fox News, yeah, like this is top story everywhere around the world right now. Like, or not around the world, but at least in the United States. Yeah, and uh, and it wasn't. And it was like I, you had to go to like, like all these like smaller media, like small smaller media like places. NPR, like NPR, doesn't really get that big of a pull. So yeah. it's just like. I thought that was pretty alarming. The fact that um, that it, it just wasn't getting that publicity, and then and it's, that's just Washington D.C. and like the Baltimore area was just as bad. Like they were getting like these high number of missing, missing children's, missing children's cases, especially specifically like younger black women. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say too that a lot of the reason why they were the conspiracy of it is like a lot of it has to do with like the local authorities having something to do with it kind of like here like with the lords of bakersfield kind of thing mm-hmm. where like they were involved with a lot of like these sex rings these underground sex rings and um <clears throat> a lot of them involved like in like uh, black magic and stuff so there was like one um video i was watching where they were talking about like people in the government because dc is full of all these like um what would you call it like uh, occultish things that you know, like in the buildings and the structure yeah, of the city. A, like there's like the a mecca pen- of the Masonic temples and like correct. And so they're saying there's a lot of people involved in like these underground things that you know are hiding it. You know that's why it's not getting that attention or whatever because they're a part of the problem. You know, yeah, uh, these underground sex rings. You know, to reference Pizza like Gate, Pizza Gate yeah. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that is because that you know they're 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 watching out for each other. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, one of them that freaked me out was like the whole blood magic ritual like where they abduct you know children because a, a pure you know virgin is seen as you know something sacred like in a in a blood magic ritual and so they were saying something like that could be it something with like a pedophile ring could be it um even too they were talking about like you know all these like occult um, holidays that happen around like the, that time because it wasn't in like in march of last year like all this was happening yeah and they're saying okay that's like a right around the time for like the spring equinox and it goes Watch for the headlines anytime there is, you know, like a, a major, like a cult holiday, like the spring equinox, the winter solstice and things like that, because that's when a lot of people do go missing. And um, that then that's absolutely true, too, because like, like right around like Halloween, I lived by a, across the street from a cemetery for years. And you would always see people like doing creepy ass shit in the, in the cemetery, like sacrificing cats, dogs would go missing and things like that just because they would do these weird rituals at the Greenlawn Cemetery across from my house. And it's just like, yeah, you, you saw that like anytime like, you know, officially fall would start or spring would start, like all these like weird things would happen like in the, in the cemetery and stuff. So that's pretty fucking crazy. I actually didn't even think about like the, the, the timing of of the year and the, the children going missing. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And then there has been reports of like <clears throat> black bands pulling up and like just literally taking mm-hmm. girls into black bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so like, and, and there hasn't been a large report of them, but I feel like there's been enough to the point where like it needs to get investigated more. Uh, like the authorities always point out that, um, the 500 is kind of like a normal number for, for, um, for that area and i'm i'm thinking like washington dc and bakersfield they're very similar in size like yeah. they're, they're not they're and i can't even imagine like if 500 kids went missing in bakersfield there would be an uproar just well, because what well, we probably have like a higher population of white people here well yeah that's if too. 500 white children gone missing. Yeah, oh dude it'd be an epidemic yeah. but like remember um when we did like that uh 
episode like on uh, Unsolved Mysteries, the first one, and I was talking about that Jessica Martinez case, uh, where like that five year old girl went missing, and like the she whole, was local Bakersfield, yeah, local okay, Bakersfield, yeah. like the whole community came together, and that was just one child that went missing, yeah. you know, for the whole year. And you mean to tell me like there's 500 children going missing and we're not coming together and looking for that? Like something yeah. fishy is going on with that. And that was only the first three months of the year. So it's yeah. like we don't even know what the number is now. And like the numbers have been really uh, like obscured by what counts as missing. The, that's another thing that's like pissing off the parents there. Yeah, because, yeah, the authorities are like trying to divide it like, oh, no, it's not actually 500 missing. It's yeah. actually 14 because... Some of them could have, you know, ran away or did, you know, they or moved away. Or yeah, something they're like, like linking it to runaways a lot of the time, and they're the parents are like, no, my kid would not run away. Like, yeah, they just disappeared in the middle of like of a regular day. They, why would they just run away? Even if you had five hundred kids running away, that's, that's still an epidemic. That's, like, yeah. we would have to investigate where they're running away too. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. I think a lot of a lot of it, and especially in Washington D.C., points to like, um like um like the whole like sex slave or like mm-hmm. pedophile uh, ring, pedophile ring. human I mean, trafficking yeah i think a lot of it points specifically there because let's face it washington dc is kind of in a weird place where it's it's poor yet it's rich at the same time yeah. like it's it, i mean it's there's no president. middle ground yeah there's yeah. no middle ground you're either poor or you're rich there yeah and so i could see how it would it would really like point towards a man in power trying to like have children yeah yeah and i mean no matter what like political side you want i mean there's people on both sides of the political spectrum that have been caught like in these abnormally high ratios of you know being linked to you know pedophiles yeah being pedophiles or whatever or having pedophile tendencies i don't know what word i'm trying to search for right here like i said i feel like caca yeah. but another one i was out that came up like when around the dc baltimore area was i guess there was like in the early 2000s or whatever yeah like there was a large presence of ms-13 uh there that would interesting they would recruit you know young women to you know join their gang and anybody that knows anything about ms-13 like it's not just a normal like street gang that's like involved with um you know just drugs and you know just making money basically that's all a street gang is it's just a way you know to make money you Mm -hmm. know on the street and so ms-13 like there's a whole other level to it you know they're very like you know, they associate themselves very closely with Satan, with Satan and yeah. stuff like that. And so, like, they were talking about how, like, they would take girls, you know, like, young, sweet, innocent girls, and, like, their whole perverted thing was try to, you know, make them as, you know, nasty as possible, turn them into these, like, you know, you know, sex sluts or whatever, and, you mm-hmm. know, you know, brainwash them into thinking, like, you know, like, this is your real family. We were the only ones that really love you, you know. You got to do it for a higher power or whatever. And then, like, they would just kill them, you know after yeah. a while and so they said like a lot of that was can be contributed to that as well that they would you know take these girls and then they would ship them off to different places you know that ms-13 was trying to get big in because you know they became like uh, kind of like that ice cube song like my summer vacation where he's talking about how he goes from la south central la to you know st louis trying to start up you know you know grow his business you know elsewhere and yeah. that's what ms-13 was kind of doing too man ms-13 should probably get its own episode sometime oh yeah like and that will tie into like human like um like united states immigration because no one spread ms-13 faster than the u.s government did with their, yeah. their deportation laws yeah so um yeah, I mean, I, I see it. I mean, they're kind of, like, bigger than, than the average gang. They, yeah. you know, 
maybe only like a biker gang or something like that is more organized than they are. They're mm. they're chaos and organization. So I could see how they would try to recruit women for that kind of thing. But I don't know if they're the cause of what's the, the going cause on. of it. It was just one of those ones that popped up. I thought it was fucking fascinating as yeah. shit. But and they said they still have a very like heavy presence there as well. So maybe that could be contributed to because I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's a whole culmination of things there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Washington D.C. is and you know that that one's that one's fucking so weird because of the city that it's in, mm-hmm. and you would think it would get so much attention. Yeah, and it just doesn't. Well, there's a lot of fucked up shit that goes on like in D.C. Like for a while, like they like to. I mean, L.A. did have like one of the worst crack e- epidemics in the nation, along with Oakland and stuff like that, but D.C. had one of the probably the worst, you know, crack epidemic back in the 80s as well. I mean, their, their own mayor got caught in a hotel with a hooker, like, smoking mm-hmm. crack as well. There's a lot of crazy shit that goes down in Washington, Washington D.C. that doesn't get enough attention as well. It's because everybody with any kind of power is centrally located right there. And everything, you know, coming from somebody that does work for the government, a lot of it, a lot, like, half of our job is to cover up things because it might be a PR issue. Yeah. So it's always about putting like your best foot forward. So Dang. it's just like showing your best face. So of course, I mean, it doesn't make sense for somebody on the outside, but somebody, you know, speaking quasi that's in the inside of it, yeah. a lot of it is a lot of like fucked up, like you're the inside man. Kinda, you know, <laughs> not so much maybe, you know, but like, okay. But a lot of it is, is just like PR issues. Like there's been instances like at my job where like the wrong check has been mailed out to the totally wrong person. You know, like a thousand dollars went to the next door neighbor instead of the actual person it was supposed to go to. And you got to cover it up because you don't want that hitting, you know, the news or whatever. And the news is like at my job, like at least like once or twice a month or whatever. And like we got like there's certain things that you got to tell them that it's just like you see it and you're like, man, that's fucked up. Like that's not really what went down. And so I can totally see that, like we're all the representatives, you know, like there's hundreds of representatives that represent every pocket of the United States that's there. They're going to be covering up shit. You know, there's a hundred senators that are going to be covering up all the shit there. And then of course, you know, judges and the president, like every, all three branches of government are right there. Yeah. And they're all going to be trying to cover up the shit to make themselves look as good as possible. Yeah, dude, that one's fucking tripping me out. Mm-hmm. The Washington DC one in particular, I find, disturbing because it happened in such a quick time like mm-hmm. such a small amount of time three months for 500 children to go missing that's red flags and mm-hmm. even if only half of them were runaways <laughs> yeah that's yeah. still 250 yeah it's still that's still too high for me and I, i'll reference that jessica martinez case one child went missing and the whole community came together you know one time in the summer of like i believe it was like 89 or 88 or whatever here in bakersfield to look for her you know what i'm saying yeah and it's like, you mean to tell me 500 went missing and no one's really coming together to look for that? Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that raises many red flags right there. Yeah. So, man. Well, from 500, I don't know if you're ready to switch to a different part of the world. Yeah, go ahead, Carmen San Diego. So, <laughs> now we're going to El Paso, Texas, and see that what is the neighbor city of of it so they're just right across the street from each other so it's basically it's like san diego and tijuana right yeah so okay right next to each other because you were telling me about that area too like when you moved to san antonio because you have yeah. to drive through it or whatever yeah I, i've actually it's funny because if you ever take the amtrak train from la to san antonio the amtrak amtrak train is literally the border so like if you look to your right 
you'll see the into the backyards of people in Mexico. Wow. Like that's how close it is. And so like you'll see like little kids just playing soccer there. And and I've been to see that Juarez before. I went there one time I was just killing time on our my way to uh to San Antonio. And it's a pretty scary town. Have you ever seen the movie uh Sicario? Yeah. So it's like that, man. It's 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 fucking it's fucking creepy as hell. I mean, they in that movie they tell the story about uh President Taft going to go visit uh President Diaz and he takes 400 troops with him because it's like it's wow. like it's really real down here. Like it's fucking, And it's been like that for centuries too, apparently. Yeah, I mean, since like forever. <laughs> I mean, Taft, you know, it's been it's really 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 real. I mean, the the people that run Juarez is like the cartels. There's mm-hmm. police there, but they're not really They're in bought charge. out. Yeah. Yeah, they're not really in charge. Like it's it's really real and then El Paso, I mean no offense to El Paso, but El Paso is not the most like friendly town either. I mean it's like they said that's like the worst traffic in the United States. And for us, like we live maybe what an hour and a half away from LA. Yeah. I get so much anxiety just driving in LA traffic and everyone that I've ever talked to that's ever been in El Paso say, like, No, LA traffic is a breeze compared to El Paso. I, I've driven through El through El Paso at five o'clock traffic once. Oh. it's shitty like yeah. it is shitty so to to know why this this is so important of like that you have to know the landscape of like where these women are going missing so you have these two pretty large neighboring cities next to each other yeah and you also have a lot of factories that are right on the border yeah of- and i guess something happened like in the 90s too where they were trying to like revamp the area and so they provided like all these factory jobs right there to like revamp the economy uh- <laughs> economy there perhaps there's yeah. a there's a word for it in in spanish they call it <clears throat> maquilladoras uh-huh. so those are the factories these are american-owned factories that are right on the border of mexico it's cheap labor so you know a job that would at the very minimum here in the united states be like 11 hours of an hour 11 dollars an hour mm-hmm. here in the united states With full benefits and all that shit yeah it's like a full-time job here uh is it's like you know, whatever they're paying them there, like $3 an hour or something like that. Um, and it's cheap labor and it's right on the border. And these, a lot of it, there's a lot of, um, like the biggest ones there are cement factories. So oh, like wow. there's cement factories there. Those are the biggest ones. There's also like, I don't know, like Pepsi or whatever. They're all like right there on the border. And you'll yeah. see it. It's like a wall of factories, like for miles. And, um, right after that, it's nothing but desert. It just goes on and on for you know whatever the next town is and so like now that you know now you get the landscape and it's a really shitty <laughs> desert like it's it's a brutal desert so um um a lot of people uh don't even know that like how many women have gone missing there and i, I think back when i heard about this story it was back in 2000 like i would say like 2001 2002 was when i first heard of the amount of women that that have gone missing and I think at that point it was like there were 500 missing or no, I'm sorry, 500 women's bodies have been found like wow. in the desert, like just buried in the desert. Yeah. And that was back in like 2002. So I don't even know what the number is now, like of how many women go missing all the time. I think at one point, I think in the year 2010, they had they like had like a like 3000 deaths or 3000 cases of homicide in one place in that little like. See that Juarez area, like 2010 was like their worst year of like homicides. There's a lady too, like, cause I was watching that too as well. And there was a lady, I guess like, cause her daughter was a part of that as well that went missing. 
And uh, what she started to do is like started to plant like uh, pink crosses yeah. by where um, uh-huh. everybody is found or whatever. And it's become like a, <clears throat> in a way, like a kind of like a sick tourist attraction now, like to like look for those pink crosses or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, like, and again, the landscape plays a big factor into what Sia Juarez is. So then there's also mountains and on the mountainside, there's like the big sign that says, um, the Bible, like you should read it. And that's, yeah. It's like a rough translation of what it says on the mountainside. And, um, um, yeah, man, like I, 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 I told you like that band at the drive-in that the, that the, uh, invalid litter depot yeah. thing, because they're from El Paso. And so like, that's like a story that they're pretty familiar with. And that's what that song's about, about all the women that are just constantly found dead in the desert. And so, and, and like going back to the factories, a lot of these women, work in those factories because they are the chief labor and a lot of them won't have families. They're just kind of like there for, they go into town to work in the factories all day. And then they come back and take these buses that ship them back to their smaller towns outside of town. So, you know, their families don't even know when they've gone missing because they're just, they think that they think that they're at work. So, um, it's not till like weeks later till like they'll find their body they'll find a shoe in the desert they'll wow. find something they'll just find, and then because the the desert's so brutal a lot of times you're just left with skeletons at this point yeah because you know animals have gone to it the heat is so brutal there they were talking about that too like they were like they went on a hike or whatever like with like a specialist out there or whatever and he goes yeah here's some bones right here um they walked up on it and they were like we we don't know if these are human remains or animal remains because, I mean, you can't tell the difference sometimes because mm-hmm. it just gets bleached by the sun. And then animals, like you said, you know, like vultures and stuff will pick them dry. Yeah. And so, like, until they do forensics, you know, they won't know who who or what that is from. Yeah. And they said, too, like, a reason why, like, that's happening or whatever, too, is because of uh, – it's kind of like like Tijuana or whatever. Remember when we went to Timbler that one time? Yeah. Ben was telling us about how he went to TJ or whatever, and he saw, like, this – crazy like like stripper show or whatever like in tj mm-hmm. anyways i walked away there just like disgusted with myself with like some of the stuff that was going on they said too like in um juarez like that it's the same setup too is like you have like people from el paso that will go over there and like just see like these like because it has more like relaxed like uh views like on you know women and so like they'll be just doing like these disgusting things or whatever and so a lot of people a lot of girls would get kidnapped from these factories or whatever and be forced to you know you know, working these strip clubs or these sex houses and things like that. And once their use diminishes, you know, once they don't need any more, any more from them or they've aged out or they just, you know, just become unusable anymore. Like that's when they will like throw them in the desert, kill them and throw them in the desert or whatever. And yeah. it's all controlled by the, um, the cartels right there. Too. Yeah. Another thing that I've always thought was interesting and it's not just that, but I think, um, like there was a I, I don't know there was a woman talking about like just how they're trying to label that a genocide on women uh femicide i think is the word that yeah she yeah uses. i saw that sorry yeah. I, I was like i should have done more research but she talks about femicide and um and it's just um and she's trying to slap the label on it the mexican government doesn't want to slap that label on it you know so it's just like the high the we're the kings of femicide nobody wants that label on them yeah so um um so while that's going on, she also mentions how a lot of American men say, if you ever want to kill and rape a woman, Go there's no better place than Juarez. Like, you're going to get away with it. Kill and rape. And I, I, I hate to say it, but like, like 
murder is like some stuff that some people are just into like the yeah. the idea i mean i've been saying like we gotta do an episode on the deep web and then a lot of it ties into like red rooms are really popular like people want to not just kill people but people want to see people getting killed yeah. like that is like a very like uh like it's a big industry down there yeah yeah and it's just like you're telling me like a, a businessman or whatever from the united states isn't like patrick bateman yeah like the patrick batemans of the world don't want to go down there and just kill a woman on the weekend and get and come back to El Paso or whatever the if, following day. And if I'm not mistaken, um, that was like how, kind of how the ending of Brokeback Mountain ended. Because you know how like it was like those two cowboys and then the one. I've never seen that movie. Well, not spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, just spoiler. I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah, it's actually a good movie. Man. I'll watch it. Just not alone. <laughs> I watched it alone. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm that secure. I don't care. Um, but. Um, yeah, so at the end, like, okay, basically, there's two cowboys or whatever. And I think it is somewhere close to the Mexican border, though. But yeah. they're both, you know, struggling with their sexuality or whatever. And they're presenting themselves as these, like, macho men or whatever. And then the Heath Ledger one, like, he gets married to, you know, some hot chick or whatever. And they kind of have, like, a loveless marriage or whatever. But they always, like, visit each other or whatever and go off and, like, have, like, their little gay relationship or whatever. But then the Jake Gyllenhaal cowboy guy or whatever, like... He doesn't get the luxury of like having finding someone to start like a full family with or whatever. So like he's taking like these frequent trips, you know, down to Mexico or whatever, you know, to find like these male prostitutes and stuff like that. Because that's a big thing too. Because mm -hmm. like I said, like their sex laws down there are so relaxed that you know it attracts like you know like people from America like looking for a good time basically, you yeah. know, like in the nastiest way possible. And like you get like all of that. And so like that, if I remember right, because it's been years since I watched it, um, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal goes down there to you know, basically get a male prostitute and then he doesn't know that the deal is, is that he's going to get murdered because for someone else's pleasure or whatever. And so that was like, Oh weird. Yeah. It was kind of, it was sad as fuck, but like, you know, it was just kind of like, I, that does happen down there. It's a very yeah. well-documented thing. Like, where it's just like, yeah, you have all this like hedonism going on down there as well. But then you also get like that sick, you know, yeah murder industry as well well did you remember do you remember that movie i showed you the one that the direct uh omar from the mars volta at the drive-in he wrote and directed that movie about like um like it's like he's like going to like clubs in el paso and then there's like like a male prostitute that he meets or whatever like yeah i mean that seems like yeah. it's very like big over there where it's like it's lawless down here like everyone's the wild west if yeah. you will yeah it just seems like that yeah it's just like whatever because i mean the cartel their their whole mission you know going back to when i referenced ms13 their whole mission is to make an easy buck mm -hmm. to make the most money because let's face it you know mexico's economy is not the greatest and what's the easy easiest way to make money drugs and sex yeah and then murder is going to be a big part of that and you know what it's i didn't even think about this but i guess a while back, I was watching a documentary about how there's like cartel-owned nightclubs in Juarez, or so a lot of yeah. people from from El Paso go down there because they'll get like big DJs, like worldwide famous DJs, to go oh, to yeah. Ciudad Juarez, which is a weird place. To, it'd be like if Arbin was like the capital of <laughs> nightclubs or something. Yeah. So like people will go down there and they know like the cartels won't mess with those nightclubs because they're owned by the cartels. Uh -huh. So. I, you know what? I never put two and two together, but I wouldn't be surprised if like cartels announced that as like a hey, you know, like just another thing to make money off of. Like we're the real Las Vegas. Like you want to yeah. come down here, you want to kill women, you want to rape, you want to like. Which that's how Las Vegas was founded. Is, yeah. Like the mobs started Las Vegas. Like, yeah. The Italian mob started Las Vegas. Bugsy Siegel. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
That's fucking crazy. I just found out that the Mormon church had a lot to do with Las Vegas being founded. Really? Yeah. I guess like they were like big um, investors in like casinos and stuff. Which seems like anti what that church is about. Yeah. <laughs> not to you knock on e- them too much. You can't even drink caffeine, but you can hell no a fucking casino. They, they were big. Well, they're not so much now, but a lot of their original, like how they got their money started from like investing in like casinos and stuff in Las Vegas. Wow. Yeah, man. Crazy shit. You look at those temples that the Mormon church owns. Uh huh. They're fucking big temples. They own like, they own like the biggest property on the, on the, uh, sunset boulevard in la so it's oh yeah like, that huge uh, mormon temple yeah that's like the biggest property in and on that strip or whatever that's the largest one wow it's like so that that ain't no chunk change man i um because my grandparents for whatever reason they moved to salt lake city and i remember one year we took a tour of like uh, the mormon temple or whatever and that shit is creepy as fuck like it's just like you know how like you go to a church and you know like oh this is beautiful like um our Lady of Perpetual Help or whatever. I've been there, uh, here in town or whatever. And you, like, you just look at it like, and it's just like, oh, this is so beautiful. Or like in the fourth grade where they take you to like the missions or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh man, this is so beautiful. You know, and you just feel like, I mean, not to get all religious here, but like you feel like like a nice peace there. But when I went to the fucking um, the Mormon temple, dude, I was like, God damn, this is like the scariest shit I've ever seen. Like it's just <laughs> like on a different level. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like quote unquote air quote christian or whatever but it's yeah. like you walk around and it's like all right this is kind of creepy man this is like taking candy from like a 50 year old man in a fucking shagging wagon like this is like this has got a good vibe to it yeah man. And, it, and it has like that like occult quality to it too dude okay not to get too far off topic i guess it's kind of on topic but um the missions in san antonio uh-huh. they're fucking creepy man like oh i bet i, I want to go do a ghost hunt out there <laughs> should do a vacation trip down there to like san antonio or something it's yeah. fucking like it's such a beautiful town slash creepy town because you know like there's been like battles fought on these lands and stuff uh-huh. like that so it's got to be haunted as fuck man oh, yeah i bet yeah. like dude and then at night i told you about like woman hollering creek or whatever you know oh we yeah could do yeah. an episode about like our childhood urban legends again part two or whatever yeah. but Halloween um, won't be that far away. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, going back to like the Mexican cartels and all that, like it's the fact that it's so well known that they basically run the town. Yeah. And, you know, you look at like, um, not to go back to Sicario again, but like, like when they show those people, like they're hanging off the bridges, like they yeah. just gut people and hang the bodies off the bridges. And then that's a sign from the cartel saying like to the police, like you don't own this, like we own this. Yeah. Like those people weren't killed because they did something bad. Those people were killed because they were just unlucky. To send a message. Yeah. Basically. You send the message that this could happen to you at any time if you, if you get out of line. So it's just, to me, it's like that needs to be like. And then the United States companies need to take responsibility, too, because those are yes. American-owned companies. Yes. Uh, they take no responsibility. They know it's cheap labor. They don't, you know, there's no... Let's just put it this way. They wouldn't do that in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't happen in Salt Lake City, you know? And it's just like, that's what, like, when I hear the word institutional racism, that's what I think of right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just because it's like, it goes back to you saying, if these were white women happening in... Denver, Colorado. Like, that wouldn't happen. Uh-huh. You would never hear about that. And if it did happen, oh, best believe freaking that would get addressed immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But because it's like, oh, it's just it's just Mexicans. We're going to ignore it. We're going to we're gonna allow it to happen kind of thing. Yeah. And, I mean, that's been the common 
theme in all three of these cases. It's like, you know, First Nation women, mostly African-American women in DC. DC, And then we're like Mexican Mexican women, women. whereas it's like all three are just brushed under a rug. And another one, too, I want to talk about, too, because I feel like because we got to touch every every base kind of thing is just. Like Asian women too. That's like the big thing as well. Oh you know yeah, what I'm saying? especially like Filipino women. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm glad you said that because, I mean, there is like that stig, um, stigmata, stigmata, <laughs> stigma, <laughs> stigma that you know, like you have like these massage parlors are gonna give you happy ending or whatever. Yeah. If you say the right word, like give me well, a KKB or Jacob whatever. Jacob just slapped me by the way. That's that was yeah. that sound. Yeah. Go ahead. Woo! Talk about KKB. What is it? I don't know. Like there's like, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be like these. Uh, code words or whatever i was listening to a podcast and they were jokingly talking about this but they're talking about like their secret code words you got to say like you can't outright say like hey i need a happy ending like or you know yeah. give me a little you know give me a little slop top if you will right here yeah. slop top. <laughs> you Joe gotta Rogan. tell that joke at the end <laughs> but uh you know like i guess there's like special code words and stuff but a lot of it is is like these women are being brought over to these um, massage parlors or whatever mm-hmm. from overseas is because you know, there, there's no where they're from. Like, remember we were talking about um, the organ, the or black market for organs and stuff like yeah. that. A lot of it too. Like, this is another way they get out of like that life. You know, over in either in the Philippines or Laos or Vietnam or whatever it is, is. They see this opportunity to go to America, and they, you know, hey, they see like, okay, there's a job out here. You know, it's steady, but you're owned by your host basically, and you got to do whatever he says. So if you're massaging a Harvey Weinstein and, you know, slop topping him at the end, yeah. that's what's going to happen. And so they're talking about that too, where they'll take these women and they'll just like move them all over like California or whatever. And like, you'll see them in LA one day and then next day they'll be in uh, San Francisco. Then they'll move them over to Denver. And then before the police can get a whiff of it, move them to El Paso or they'll move them over to uh, North Dakota or whatever. And that's, they'll just set them up on these random ass shops. Or yeah. Whatever. And it's a very sick industry. And I remember, um, I looked it up one time when I was bored at work. Uh, Cause I get my shit done by like 10 AM and I have to be there till four. And I looked it up one time because the night before I was eating dinner with my girlfriend and this uh, Asian lady came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to donate to uh, the human trafficking prevention or whatever? And she just looked sick. Like you can tell like she hadn't eaten in a while. You can tell she was like running away from something or somebody. And like she just had like this clipboard and like this coffee can to like donate any way possible. And um, I was like, nah, I really don't have anything. I only got my car. She goes, well, I can write down your, your credit card information. And the whole time, like, she was talking to us. She wasn't looking at us in the eyes. She was just looking at her food like she wanted, like, to eat or something. Nah. But she wasn't going to ask straight up, like, hey, do you have any money for food? You know, like, you know, a lot of the transients around here. Was, she was just, like, looking for a donation and, like, human trafficking, which I'm assuming she was talking about herself. You know? mm-hmm. She had made it out of, like, one of these, like, massage parlors or nail shops or whatever. And, um, I seen her maybe a week later too. And she just looked like just emaciated, you know, just like, you know, just, you know, Asian women are already small already, but she just looked even thinner from the last time I saw her. And I looked it up and like, that's a big thing too. Like they'll run away and then they just have to find a way to, um, basically survive. They have no documentation because they were brought over here, you know, by some rich businessman or whatever who owns like these like shops, you know, and parlors and things like yeah. that. And I think a big uh, bust happened recently here in Bakersfield too. Bakersfield and LA 
where like they busted like all these shops that were like undercover like sex rings as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always known that that's been a thing, and it's a running joke but, too. Yeah, but... I've always like it's it, it's just so comical, I guess, uh-huh. that I never really paid that much attention to it. But yeah, you're right. Like that is that is like a big deal, and it doesn't get enough attention. You know what's like to piggyback off that. Like the idea of like mail order brides, uh-huh. especially from the Philippines, that's like a big thing. Like, oh yeah, there's a show like that me and my girlfriend watch. It's called Ninety Day Fiance, where it's like a lot of them too. Like it's basically like they're trying to get their K one visa to come over here. Mm-hmm. Like they fall in love online with these people. Yeah, like these you know rich white dudes or whatever, and like they bring them over like on a K one visa or whatever to get married within ninety days or whatever. And mm-hmm. the whole thing is they just they're just trying to get away from their you know environment. Yeah, that's so crazy. And and the USSR was like that too, because remember, like that was a big thing too, like you know, Russian yeah. mail order bride or whatever. Melania Trump. Yeah. Basically, she's just like the most famous mail order bride of all time. Became the first lady. Yeah. 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 So, Jesus, yeah, that's so crazy. I mean, this lady at work one time, she could barely speak English, and like she was there, and, and like her husband obviously had money, like he had a very fancy car, and um, and like. They were, and I was just like, there's no way they like just met in high school or some bullshit like <laughs> yeah. that. Like he was like the most stereotypical, like, like cowboy looking white dude. And she yeah. was like barely speaking any English or something. Yeah. Like I know they didn't meet like in high school or they didn't meet at the local <laughs> watering hole here or some yeah. bullshit. They look like they don't Trouts. Even, yeah. Like droughts or the bullshit. Meet me at the bullshit for karaoke night. <laughs> So, like, I know they didn't meet that way. So, it's like, I was just like, man, that shit looks fucking shady as fuck. Like, that, that red is like flags, red flags everywhere yeah. where I'm like, mmm. And it's always like these disgusting, like, dudes or whatever, you know? Like, if you, like, like in a, like a regular, like, you know, hot girl here, they would never go for, you know, somebody like that. So, they have to get them mail order order (laughs) i you know i don't know if i should even talk about this but fuck it (laughs) go for it i already like where this is going fight me i don't care (laughs) i just gotta have the gym and i have a cold so fight me and i'll cough on you bitch but um (laughs) again i probably should now you gotta get over that your birthday is like in a few days away yeah Yeah. so anyways my girlfriend's boss like he (laughs) <laughs> I already feel like you shouldn't talk about it. Go, go for it. All right, we're gonna get go her fired. <laughs> She's around here somewhere, so I don't know. But um, anyway, so uh, he owns his own business or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he throws down some serious money. Like he, he's the one that got us like the tickets to see the Mayweather McGregor fight or whatever. So he's got uh-huh. serious money or whatever. And like he bought everybody like in the office and their spouses or whatever tickets to Disneyland recently or whatever. Nice. So to piggyback off the 90 day fiance thing uh he he's a single man or whatever mm-hmm. pretty lonely or whatever so anyways like when we were all having dinner like at disneyland or whatever oh, totally on him by the way uh-huh uh he brought his significant other who was uh i guess a philip 14 year old filipino girl yeah no very young now he's like i want to say like maybe like 65 67 mm-hmm. he's got to be close to 400 pounds um bad teeth the only way i can say like he's very close to looking like harvey weinstein kind of kind of fellow or whatever but anyways like he has this like moderately attractive like asian girlfriend or whatever and i guess like uh he's always dropping big money like on these like thousand dollar purses and um 
but he i think he bought her like like an expensive ass like roadster like mercedes benz or whatever and stuff like that and i was like i could totally tell that it, it's not it's like she's not with him for <laughs> for love or whatever it's a totally uh financial situation if you will so mm-hmm. yeah i mean that goes on like right right up the street from us dude that's fucking because i don't want to say too much because i mean that could go on with like a whole episode. i don't think he's gonna listen to this uh, son of a bitch like he gets to the very end of the episode he's like i really like where this episode's going son of a bitch he ratted me out yeah <laughs> but no I, you could totally tell dude like I, it's just like okay you got a creepy old white dude yeah who's just brought somebody over you know just to uh, fulfill his wishes fuck it's such a sick like I don't know. For me, like I couldn't, I couldn't get down like that, dude. Like it, I get, I would get no pleasure out of that. Like, first of all, you fucking with my money. Yeah. And, and second of all, too, like I don't want to be with someone that's like not with me because they don't like me. I whatever. think at that point you just have no game or whatever, and it's just so. It's just like <laughs> I don't want to die alone. Yeah. Just hold my hand while I die, please. <laughs> it's just weird. That's like some Black Mirror shit. Like pretty soon, those mail order brides. Are gonna get replaced by robots. Oh, I can totally see that. And so, um, that'll probably be how they stop sex trafficking because robots are cheaper than. Dude, did you see that too? Like with the robots, they were talking about like they were making they would make like pedophile robots where they would make like Ugh. child robots and stuff. And it's just like, well, and because they, they made that argument that it would curb like pedophilia and like child abduction or whatever for that purposes or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like it becomes like a moral situation. Like, do you do that? Like, you create like a child robot for a pedophile? Like, you as a like corporation or a company, if you're Eli Musk and you're making these fucking like robots or whatever, like yeah. these sex robots or whatever. Like, do you do that? Like, is that uh, something like morally? Like, I'll go ahead and just give you the answer. No, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe. No, I, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I was gonna say no. Like, there's. I mean, I'm with you on that, but like, it, it it creates like a daunting question. Like, no, you don't do that. <laughs> no, it's pretty simple. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and it's just like. No, it's, I, I just keep thinking about it. It's just like, no, yeah. Like, okay, so if you're doing it to, to reduce the number of children that are going to be molested and raped, and that's your justification, like, did, that's like making a dummy so you can go and practice killing it because that'll reduce the number of murders. Yeah, there you it's go. It's just like, that's, that doesn't mean that that person's not fucking disgusting and sick. Yeah. Like, you're not that, correcting the problem. Yeah, you're not correcting the problem. Like, Okay, I'll give you this example. Like, the dude that downloads child pornography to, like, jerk off to it doesn't mean he's less sick than the dude that actually, like... Jared from Subway. Yeah, you're you're not less disgusting than the dude that, like, took the pictures or whatever. You're all part of the same, like, web of bullshit. Yeah. And, like, it's just as disgusting to me. Mm. So, I don't know, man. That's pretty... That is a a Black Mirror episode right there waiting to be made. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um... That's pretty gross. I didn't Shout know out that. to Black Mirror, by the way. It's probably one of the best shows oh, on I Netflix. Oh, I love Black Mirror. Dude, they're making a season five. I'm not surprised. It's a great show. Yeah. I was sad, though, like when season four ended and it, the last episode of season four was kind of like a letdown or whatever. You thought so? I, I didn't. We we mar- well, like we marathoned that the whole one night. We just sat there and we just watched every episode. Fuck. Yeah. It was like 3 a.m. when I was like, okay, <laughs> last episode. <laughs> 
oh god no i couldn't do that no we we spent it over like a couple of weeks or whatever but no like i'm so like thrilled that they're doing a season five or whatever because it like it makes you think about situations like yeah. that like uh, like the whole sex robot thing or whatever uh -huh. like that it reminds me of kind of like you know that that lady her husband died or whatever and then she, she got puts that robot that looks like her husband yeah it like goes through all of its social media or whatever and it's just like at first like it comforts her or whatever and then it just becomes like this like ghost basically in her addict and it's just like the it's a big the biggest mind fuck ever you know like yeah it questions like your morality yeah i think we're definitely headed in that direction oh yeah definitely i was just like the other day when <clears throat> we went to go see mashuga i was telling ben and monica we were like you know like we're getting to the point where i think human population is going to start decreasing because i think for like you look at like online dating or whatever you look at all these things that are going on like yeah. people are losing that like like animalistic instinct to like go ask a girl out or like go like reproduce like there's like dudes that are like fucking robots now and like yeah because <laughs> it's just easier to do that than like meet someone or something oh, and, yeah. I, and i get it people are busy but i also think that like 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 we're starting to become a like black mirror is like months away from like we're, we're living in that reality where oh, like definitely yeah people stop reproducing because they're just fucking robots or something <laughs> and like we're down to like population of like 30 but then again is that a bad thing because we're already starting to become overpopulated as a as a uh, global society or whatever yeah i guess it's a bad thing so that's kind of an interesting thing because i think we're um uh we could talk about like third world countries third world countries and and first world countries are kind of like two different things like that's two different answers for those two things yeah so like i don't know that's kind of a, that's a really complicated question you just asked yeah that's what i'm trying to say that coffee's kicking in brother that yeah. you just opened up a can of worms tell you man is that ecstasy i took from my cold right now oh my god man expands me keep looking over here at this little moloch you got going on <laughs> he's winking at me dude we totally just took down like all literally like the last like um semblance of fucking like christmas got put up like last night or whatever yeah like to put down this new tablecloth or whatever and i was like you know what because we bought that around christmas time that little moloch ashtray or whatever yeah what is it it's an ashtray i think it's, it's a, like a candle holder but I, it doesn't really hold candles i think it's an incense holder or whatever oh. but we bought it around like uh christmas time or whatever but i was like you know what no we got to keep that out mm -hmm. so if you don't know who moloch is google that shit right google now. that ass or we'll do an episode about it later. <laughs> Man. But I don't know. With that said, dude, do you have anything else? No, just uh, treat women right. Go watch Black Panther. Treat women right. Treat women right. Watch Black Panther. Watch Black Mirror. Watch, dude, shout out to Black Mirror, man. Shout out to First World People or First Nation People, Native Americans, Black women. Instead, you know what? I Asian will say women, this: like, you Mexican know, women. read read your news because this this topic was so hard to find on every like level yeah. that like you can't get this information on like Fox News or whatever. So like, I'll say this, dude. Like one guy, he he made a good point about it. He was talking to, like he was in Baltimore or whatever, and he was talking about it, and he was just like, you know what? What's disturbing me the most is is my community wasn't talking about it. Yeah. And I'll say this too, like stay close to your community, create like those like community networks or whatever. Like I'm a part of one on Facebook too, where it's like, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it, like it pops up every five seconds on my Facebook. But it's like people talking about issues in Kern County or whatever. <laughs> okay. I mean it's very like left leaning or whatever. And yeah. Sometimes I just ignore it, but 
like it keeps you like focused on like some of like the local issues or whatever. Yeah, we can talk about like, you know, the Russia investigation all we want till we're blue in the face, but can you tell me about what's going on in local politics? Yeah. I mean, that's something like I would like stress too. Like keep be aware Preach. of like, be aware of what's going on in your communities, what's going on going on in your neighborhoods or whatever. Talk to your neighbors, talk to your your friends and family or whatever yeah. that you got here. So And also don't be so trusting of strangers. Yeah. Man, strangers gross me out, man. <laughs> Anyways, man, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. Spay and neuter your pets. And oh yeah, I didn't say this. Um, Sasquatch, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Rainbow Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, if you want, um, I started uh, for my birthday. Like, I don't need anything. Don't buy me anything. Don't send me any you know, pornography or anything. But donate to uh, Critters Without Litters. I, if you go to our Facebook page, I set up a link there. Um, just you can make a donation. Um, to them they're a really good uh, community organization they focus on you know fixing you know spaying neutering pets or whatever so yeah at a very low cost because it's, it's fucking expensive to like fix your dogs fix your animals and stuff like i think just one of my german shepherds would cost like 500 dollars to do and for a lot of poor people you know like don't have that kind of money or whatever it's just like that's a big financial burden but they do it at a very like very low like reduced rate i believe it's like 60 bucks or whatever so um, but they need all of the support you can get. So if you got the extra change or whatever and want to give me something for my birthday, donate to Critters Without Letters. Yeah, go ahead and do that, man. But with that said, No, um, you know what? I was, I, I think I posted on Facebook that I was going to donate a dollar for every time. Because to dude, I'm sorry, dude. Autism. I probably cussed a million times. No, 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 it's fine. I don't think Just, we cussed enough. So, But you know what? I think I'm going to save the one for autism for next episode because this episode is like why it's such a no-brainer that you yes. should donate to a sex trafficking yeah. um, organization human trafficking organization so I'm going to go ahead and do that next episode I'll do the autism speaks let me ask you this though does Kaka does that count as a customer? that counts as three. Oh shit yeah sorry man fuck <laughs> no 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 not that much don't cuss that much <laughs> get my taxes back yet damn uh, yeah. anyways yeah that's all I got yeah so with that said everybody please make sure you always like and subscribe to our episodes and tell a friend tell a relative and tell a mail order bride and, uh, that's it get us some sponsors baby Good night, cause I gotta go pee me too bye bye a semi-automatic colony and a silencing that still watch the streets when the company of wolves was a stretcher made of cobblestone curfews, as the feathered owls performed their custodial customs quite well.